0: Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select SelectaBet and I'm joined for a weekly look at Scottish football fixtures by Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Very well. Good, and we're delighted to be joined by freelance Scottish football expert and journalist for The Times and The Sunday Times and one-time recent post-Scottish football correspondent, Mark Walker. How's it going, Mark?
1: My bad, Paul? All good. Yeah.
0: Good, great to have you with us. Um you now you currently are one of the few people in Scotland and the, the UK who are able to get to games at the moment. How's that experience been in this lockdown world that we're living in?
1: Uh, well, I mean, it's great for me. We're very, very privileged in the fact that um, you know, we're actually able to go to these games. Um and it's been it's been very, very entertaining. Uh, to get to these games Because some of the shouts you hear As well is, uh, <laughs> it's, it's top quality entertainment um, they, I didn't actually realise how much abuse Linesmen got until you actually Go to these games when there's no punters uh. It's, uh, it's, it's no, highly entertaining
2: Is that from the full the bench, bench Mark, is it? Manager, assistant Oh, manager, everyone,
1: everyone. everyone. Honestly, I Honestly, going to say that's just from the, the press subs, box Everyone, it's <laughs> lino you know this, lino you know that it's, it's, it's magic
0: It's a hard gig what do these guys get in a game well, I
1: don't know, but it's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> <have been?
0: laughs> uh, I suppose the one downside at the moment, Mark, is that you're an Aberdeen fan. For the sins yeah. yeah uh, I, mean, I I don't like
2: really get this. Obviously, looking inside, looking out, Aberdeen sitting third. I just think McInnes has been there that long now. I'm pretty sure most Aberdeen fans just want a change. Yeah,
1: the football absolutely. On
2: show is probably not great. Yeah, it's
1: there's there's definitely a shelf life element to it. You know, and um, you, you can't deny that he has done a good job. And if you look at facts and, you know, points tally and that, was actually not that bad. The problem I think you'll find that most of Aberdeen fans will tell you is that the football is eye-bleedingly bad, particularly this season. Um, it is, it's woeful to watch. It really has been. Um, and at the start of the season, there was a big promise about attacking football and it's just not materialised at all. And it's 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 apathy now to be
2: honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it certainly appears that way, especially on social media, Mark. I think we didn't last night, even a St Johnson fan commented to say Bugger watching Aberdeen every week in <laughs> their style of football.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hoofball. <laughs> It's a bad day when St Johnson fans are calling you out yes. for, your, for your style of play, let's face it. <laughs> uh, so we'll come on to Aberdeen shortly, Mark, there away to Livingston this weekend and we're going to cover, there's only four games in the Scottish Premiership this weekend, which we'll have a look at in more detail and we'll have a quick cast at eye over the Championship games as well. Greg, last weekend, main bet was Hibs to beat St Johnson. <sighs> Tell me you weren't sitting me a, a glass of champagne post-match. When St. Do you John's know what?
2: After, after half an hour... I was very close to going back in again on Hibs to qualify at 17 to 20. Was that 1 0? Uh, no. This no, there was no at time. Hibs in the first half an hour were terrific. Probably should have been at least a goal luck. But I think when we could kind have of scored from that corner, half time 1 0, and we scored from a second set piece, that was game over. And I think mm-hmm. Jack Ross would say that Hibs just folded after that. And we ended up dominating the second half. So, yeah, disappointing that Hibs lost that game in terms of a betting perspective. But obviously, as a St Johnson fan, delighted to see us reach uh, another Cup final.
0: Yep, and the only problem you've got is that you've got Livingston in that final, probably with the Forum team in Scotland at the moment.
2: Well, I'm hoping um, in four weeks' time, Livingston's run will come to an end, however, they won again last night, and you just don't see that Livingston train stopping anytime soon. No. But, yeah, we'd much rather prefer St Myrna in the final, but... It'll be a really decent game, actually, and it's probably really close to call.
0: Well, you say that St Mirren Host Dundee United last night, which will come on. I think you were at that game, Mark.
1: I was. It was um, St Mirren were great, absolutely great. It wasn't probably a five-one game to be fair, because mm. uh, they got two penalties and that. But they played some really good stuff as well. The boy Ryan Flynn came back, and that was his first game in almost a year. He, he yeah. sort of ran the show. Uh,
0: did well, did well but, for the first goal, didn't
1: he? Yeah, I mean, but they were they were very, very good. Very impressed with them last night. United, not so much. They're in, they're in a bad bad run at the moment.
0: They are. We'll come on to them shortly soon as well. So, as I say, we've got four games this weekend, the Premiership, which we're going to have a look at. Uh, so we might as well just get stuck in. And the first game we'll have a look at is Celtic v St Mirren. And I think the Celtic fans just want the season to end at this stage. <laughs> um, routine win v Hamilton last night. Nothing too spectacular. Uh, Having said that, can we make a case at all for St Mirren to get something at Celtic Park on Saturday?
2: Um, probably not. I think last night's result for St Mirren was much needed. And obviously just to win 5-1 away from home will give them lots of confidence. I think Celtic at home, despite their woes and their troubles, should be strong enough. Celtic are 4-11 to win this match. After I look to try and find any sort of value for this game, and it was near impossible I thought you might have fancied the corners, Greg. I did look at the corners, but they're looking for four.
0: Yeah, but Hamilton got four last night at Celtic Park. St Marin actually got 11 at Tannadice last night. I know was apples and oranges compared to going to Tannadice and going to Celtic Park, but um, I just thought that might have appealed to you at five to six.
2: No, I had a look. I would probably rather a side to get three away from home Mm. at Celtic Park and Ibrox, to be fair. Uh, Don't get me wrong, they're very, very capable of hitting four corners on Saturday. Uh, but for me, it was a, a very easy match just to say no bet.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, but you, Mark? Any thoughts on this one from a bet yeah, night?
1: Well, yeah, I was really impressed with, with Sabern, uh last night. They don't usually score a lot of goals, but they looked like... I mean, they scored five. They could have actually scored a few more last night. They were really good going forward. I don't know if that was a reaction to the disappointment of the weekend. Mm. Um, but they were... You know, they, they really did a lot of corners as well. Uh, they'd lost nine of the last ten visits to Tannadice. Uh, last night and then went and absolutely humped him. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they scored because, you know, the, the way they played last night, uh, but of course there's a big ask to go to, to Celtic and win, so Celtic and both teams to score 15-8, to eight, not the worst price, I yeah. would suggest. Uh, 10 11 for both teams to score, but if you think Celtic will win, then 15-8 is not a bad price.
0: Yeah, I think given Celtic's defensive Frailties at the moment uh, Moyle had a great chance last night For Hamilton, don't know how, how he managed to miss it And I think yeah, both teams To score angles probably as good a shout as any In the Celtic games at the moment
1: yeah, I think Simernon will get
0: chances Yeah. OK, next up we've got Dundee United v. Hibs and having seen Dundee United At close quarters last night, Mark You're keen to oppose them this weekend I just
1: think the wheels are starting to fall off a bit. They haven't won since I think December The 23rd um, Six I think without a win the central defence, Conway and Reynolds, creaky is the way you could, <laughs> <laughs> the way you could describe it. They, they, they just they were very very nervous at the back. And the, the thing that worried me, if it was a United fan, when I looked at my bench last night, I didn't recognise half of them. Uh, you know, kids and guys. That are, it just it didn't seem an awful lot to change it. Um, they, they felt they felt aggrieved because uh, the two penalties they went against, them, they thought they should have had a penalty. What uh, did you think? Uh, it was the other side where, where the dice was right over the other side so I'm not seeing it back in TV but the United were pretty pretty unhappy about the, the handball yeah. the title um, yeah. but uh, having said that you know Sipman were by far the better team they certainly deserved to win um, Hibs I don't I mean, what I they, mean they're, they're difficult to trust but <laughs> they've, got, they've got to turn sometime I, I do think they are you know, third or fourth best team in the, in the country. And this is, you know, back in Hibs and Saturday, there would be more against United than for Hibs, if you know what I mean, because yeah. I, I just I just think they've got a better squad and a, a better team than, than United.
2: Yeah, we spoke kind of pre-podcast, and I think Hibs, for me, were probably just a little bit too short at 10 to 11. But I think you're absolutely right, Mark. I think looking at the two sides, Hibs definitely have the better squad, the better team Um to be fair to them, last night against Rangers, they, they battled well. Really difficult match last night on that bomb scare of a pitch at Easter Road. I don't know what's happened there, but I know it's been pretty harsh weather, but it's probably the worst pitch in the, in the Premiership at the moment. Even worse than Livingston, and that's saying something. <laughs> um, but I would expect, I do expect Hibs to win. Dungeon United, I think, are probably, for me, in a bit of a false position. They've actually stolen quite a lot of points this year. Uh, they've had their goalkeepers to, to, to thank on at least three or four occasions this season to get them points. They've grabbed last-minute winners, last-minute equalisers. And I think, to your point, the wheels are starting to come off a little bit. And they are essentially playing with a championship side. And they you yeah. said, Mark, as well, their bench last night. Very weak. Very, yeah. very weak.
1: I, I, I can't believe they're still top six. I mean, I but they, They've, they've pinned so many points. That, he, that they shouldn't really have got. Um, if they have played them, you know, they'll probably survive in that. I do worry that they might get sucked into some kind of relegation fight, though, if it keeps going like this, because they've certainly not got any any finance to, to, to buy him. They've just got hundred grand bumped into the club by the fans last night again, so
2: yeah. I think he'll
1: have to go with that squad for the rest of the season.
2: He's probably quite fortunate as well that the teams below them have all huffed and puffed this season as well, yeah. which, which is to their benefit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so Mark, for you, this is a a Hibs win?
2: A Hibs
1: win, not in any great um, Hibs fest in terms of, they've been particularly great, they're not in particularly great form themselves, but I do think United are begging to be opposed at the moment. Um, 10-11, as Greg says, a wee bit short, but they should win.
0: I think you can also point to Hibs away for them to back up your claims on them winning. I mean, they've... They've only lost three away from home and those have been the Aberdeen Rangers and Celtic. so They've actually... won a lot of
2: games, haven't they, Hebs, this season, by not playing well? Yeah. yeah but, which is I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, I suppose. You could say it's a good thing, but away from home, yeah, the record isn't isn't bad.
1: They have won more points in Celtic away from home. They're second in the table away from home, so they've got they seem to be better away from as as Greg says, that Easter Road pitch. Maybe it's maybe they play better football away from there. Maybe. Um, but yeah, for me it's i Okay.
0: Uh, far from being game of the day, Greg, is St Johnson's visit to Kilmarnock on Let's just Saturday. call this
2: one a draw, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay, moving <laughs> on. Uh, is there uh, anything worth discussing in this game? Not really, no. I think we are turning into the draw specialists, really. Uh, nine draws this season, and that's the reason why we're not the top six yet. I still think, though, we've got a very strong squad. I like your optimism there. If you looked the at our bench yet. last night, it's Probably the strongest bench I've seen us have in a long, long time. So I think we've got a small squad, but it's a very good squad. Kilmarnock back in a little rut again. Yep. I think pressure's always on Alex Dyer, I think. they went five games that win, five defeats in a row. They then beat Motherwell 2-0. They got a draw against St Mirren. They beat Hamilton. Things are looking up, but they then lost their last two games 2-0 to Hibs and Livingston. So I think the Daggers are probably out again for Alex Dyer. They especially will be on Saturday if St Johnston win. Um, very difficult game to call. <laughs> You'd have to see a draw, wouldn't you? Uh, 7 4 for Kilmarnock, 6 4 for St Johnston. Um, we probably are going into this match in better shape, obviously. Full of confidence after stuff in Hibs, you know, and, and they'll know a they'll draw at home against Aberdeen last night. Although not convincing a point at home against Aberdeen is not a bad result, probably. So. If I was to pick a winner, I would probably edge towards St Johnston, but um, you'd have to say it's a difficult game to call and it's best left alone. Yeah, the draw is 94. Just checking
0: the price here. Mark, any thoughts on this one?
1: Well, if it was a neutral, I wouldn't be rushing to uh, Rugby Park <laughs> if could get in anyway. Um, St so Johnston, I think they're really they've, they're underachieved this season with the squad they've got. I thought they should, sure Greg agrees with us, they should be higher than they are, I've they seen them loads this time, they dominate games, they just haven't been able to you know, convert that into, into as many points as they should have uh, wouldn't be surprised if they nicked it, uh, there's an odd fact that Kelly's last nine games seven of them have finished 2-0 uh, mostly against them, but sometimes for them, um, unders is only 8-13, so it's not much a price for, for under 2.5 goals uh, if you wanted a mad bet why not another 2-0 to St. Johnston is 12-1 to um, I, I just, I don't see where Kelly. Kelly probably be all right to survive, but you know the, the manager seems to be under pressure all the time. It just doesn't seem to be flowing
2: for them.
0: No, it doesn't seem to be a happy place, does it? Um, yeah, I think Kelly will survive.
2: Whether Alex Dyer will survive is a different question. Yeah, I think if um, Johnston win this game on Saturday, there's going to be a growing, growing number of Kelly fans demanding he leaves. And that's been the case all season. It's a bit of a shame, because they have been very inconsistent. But that would be three defeats on the spin for them. And that would be essentially eight defeats from t- 11, which is pretty grim.
0: Yeah, I wonder, if he does leave, Greg, whether you'll dust down your Tommy Wright agent's hat again.
2: Do you know what? Man. I don't think Tommy Wright will manage again in the Scottish Premiership. I really don't. I think clubs see him now as a bit of a dinosaur, a bit of an old school Mm-hmm. I think most clubs now try to appoint young and up and coming managers, and that seems to be the case. Okay, the exception of John Hughes recently, but more often than not, clubs are appointing young managers. So Tommy Wright's in his mid to late 50s, probably. Um, and I think he, he probably won't manage again. I'd like to see him back in the week, to be fair, but I, I don't think we will. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm
0: sure there'll be no shortage of candidates if Alex Dyer does get uh, the bullet at Kilmarnock at some point. Okay, last but not least in the Premiership this week, possibly game of the weekend, actually, is Livingston v. Aberdeen. And I don't know what else we can say about Livingston. The run that they've been on uh, recently has just been absolutely phenomenal.
1: Yeah, well, I'm very, very surprised that they're as big as 95 to to win this, given that run. Um, They're just... I've, been watched, I've watched an awful lot of events in this season at the old Tony Macaroni Arena. And um, they have just they're very well organised. They're very well coached. You see, they have a great, great team spirit. They all mock in. Uh, they're difficult to break down. They never know when they're beaten. Um, they are just, just seem to be up and up and up. It doesn't seem to be any, any sign that this is going to end anytime soon. I think it could turn into a, a battle on uh, on Saturday as well, which won't suit Aberdeen one little bit. Uh, Aberdeen haven't actually lost there since 2004. That would be my only concern back at Livingston, but does that really matter? Um, Tommy Holbin was out yesterday. He's been Aberdeen's best defender by a country mile this season. So I don't know whether he'd be back for Saturday. He'd be a massive loss as well. I just, I just think it's a tricky, tricky game for Aberdeen, especially the, the, the form players, the players that you expect to be good. Have been very poor recently. Nobody's, nobody's been playing well. They just, they just seem to be plodding along. You know, it's not a happy ship at the moment.
0: And my notes here, Mark. I've got that if anyone's going to end Livingston's run, it's surely going to be Aberdeen, given the head-to-head record that Aberdeen have got against Slavia. Don't. What did you say? Two thousand and four. Since the last
1: time Aberdeen lost there. Um, Aberdeen used to regularly get batterings from Livingston. I remember losing 6 1. I think Zebby who was in charge at Petodre, so it used to be a, a jinx team for, for Aberdeen. But um,
2: Tables of talent. Well, so I that... did tip this game about three weeks ago, um, and at that time the tip was Aberdeen double chance and over 1.5 match goals. Um, I did look at this game again, but I think when you look at Livingston's record though, I think 10 wins and two draws, 23 points in the last 27. I don't recall, now apologies for saying this, but you two are a little bit older than I am. Um, I don't don't recall seeing any team outside of Rangers and Celtic having a run that's delivered that many points.
0: I was that only three managers in Scottish football history have made a better start
2: than, than Martindale.
0: Martin O'Neill, I think Bill Struth was another. Don't I'm not quite sure who the other one was. But that's the entire history of Scottish football. Um, no one's made a better start in the managerial career, which is just quite phenomenal. They,
1: they, all, they all play for him as well. I mean, Martin Dale, for all intent and purposes, was pretty much the manager before he actually took charge anyway. You know, he was he was coaching, he he was everyone seemed to listen to what he said. So now he's got the gig properly. It, it just seems to have absolutely kicked on from there. Um, as I say that the squad's not a bad deal you know, They've got some really good players In there They do
2: I think as well The players are coming out Saying it's probably The best dressing room They've had And when you hear Players saying that You know they're in a good place I think you're right though In terms of How long can this go on for um, I think Livingston are a good place And you'll probably Touch upon that in a second Mark but, but I guess for me um, I, I don't see Aberdeen losing this game I think Yes, the record, you can look at the record and obviously how much do you look at that record but I think Aberdeen are also quite stuffy to play against. There's not many goals in Aberdeen games to be fair. I I don't see Aberdeen losing this game. I think they can probably nick a draw Um, but that would obviously keep Limitston's unbeaten record going.
0: Okay, so what's your angle on this
2: one then, Greg? So in terms of me, my angle beforehand about two or three weeks ago was going to be Aberdeen to win and over 1.5 match goals. I've kind of moved away from the Aberdeen double chance piece, sorry. Um, And my bet for this game is over 1.5 goals in the game. Now, when you look at Livingston's record this season, um, they're not only winning games, but they're scoring goals. Yeah. Um, Aberdeen have got more than enough quality in that side. But as Mark said, it's just not clicking at the moment. They're good players and their star players aren't performing. But I think we'll see two goals in the match. And I'm going to add in a corners bet into this. So looking at Aberdeen at the moment, they've hit seven, five, five, six, eight and six in their last seven of the last eight games. So the only time they've failed to hit five or more corners was against Rangers and they had a man sent off late in the first half. So I'm going to get Aberdeen here to deliver four or more corners as part of a bet, five bet builder. So two goals in the game and four Aberdeen corners based 21 to 20.
0: Okay, yeah, it's a good point I think you make about the goals that Livingston are scoring. I think we all kind of wondered how they would cope with the loss of Lyndon Dykes, um, but they've been absolutely fine. In fact, they've actually scored more goals than Aberdeen in the league this season, so that's that's not been a concern for them at all. Uh, Mark, you're more inclined to back Livingston here.
1: Yeah, just a straight lines. to win. Just surprised. I thought they'd be closer to 64, even shorter, because of the recent run. So that's why I'm surprised at 95. I'd probably bet them anyway at 64. But 95 will certainly uh, be on that. And you'll probably find that we joined by the majority of Aberdeen fans. They'll probably win <laughs> that, that too.
0: OK, so it's a bit of a value bet for you at the price as much as anything else. OK, that's the Premiership covered. Uh, dipping into the Championship, the... Probably a big game of the day is actually Hearts at home to the Infermline and a massive chance for Hearts to put some serious daylight between themselves and the chasing pack. Um, Both of you guys have got tips in this one. Greg, do you quite fancy a goals angle?
2: Oh yeah, I think it's very, very difficult to to oppose goals here. I think if Hearts win Saturday, which I think they will, they'll go 12 points clear. There's no doubt, obviously, this Hearts side are head and shoulders above every other side in the Championship. They've got a team you could probably say should be challenging for top six in the Premiership. But they are where they are. But the volume of goals they're seeing, though, is quite incredible. If you look over the last seven games, all seven games have seen four or more goals. They scored 24 goals in that time. But to be fair, they've also conceded goals, especially at Tynecastle. So they are hammering teams, but they're not exactly watertight at the back. Um, Ayr scored three there. Um, Arbro scored, Queen of the South scored there Inverness scored, Dundee scored So they're not keeping many clean sheets But obviously from an attacking perspective They are absolutely battering in the goals Looking through the recent results obviously 6-1, 5-3, 3-1, 3-1, 3-1, 3-2 And they obviously kind of made up for that 3-2 loss Against Raith Rovers last weekend By beating them 4-0 on Tuesday night I think it was Yeah so, lots of attacking options in the Hearts team. They've strengthened. they brought in Gary Mackay steven as well, It's a great signing. And um, they brought the French boy in, who, I must admit, I'm not too sure how to pronounce his surname. Go for it. So I, I, <laughs> I couldn't possibly. Unless you know Mark. Gandalou, I think it Gandalou, is. Gandalou, that's the one. <laughs> so, he scored two goals in his debut on on Tuesday. So, the angle here, simply for me, is a goals bet. Um just looking at the sheer volume of goals scored, 27 goals scored in Hearts' home games this season. Um, Dunfermline started the season really well, but they've absolutely been killed by draws. Yeah. They've actually lost fewer games than any side in the league. Hearts have lost three. Dunfermline have only lost one match, but they've drawn half their games this season, Dunfermline. And it's really starting to impact them in terms of slipping way behind Hearts now. So I think for Dunfermline anyway they'll just be keen to secure that second place in the league, and that was always going to be the M anyway, but in terms of the angle for this game, all seven hearts home games this season have seen at least three goals so I found a nice little angle um, on Bet365 and that is on the Asian line which is three or more goals in the match, which means if there's three goals, you get your money back and if there's four goals, it pays 20-21, to which I think is quite a nice little angle with a cover on three.
0: Yeah, I think especially as you say, the Hearts home games are averaging over five, five 5.43 goals per game, uh, which is quite a phenomenal record, partly due to the fact that they're <coughs> conceding as well, and you like to think that um, Dunfermline can contribute to that goals line on Saturday as well.
2: Yeah, Dylan McManus, he's Dunferman's top goal scorer at the moment. He's probably their main threat. Um, they do have a attacking options and d- attacking and Fairman would not be surprised at all to see them score on like mm. Saturday. I mean, they really wouldn't. But in Liam Boyce, May um, Smith will probably start as well. And the new, the new French boy up front too. Plenty of attacking options. So you'd, you'd expect Hearts here to probably score at least three goals.
0: Yeah. Okay, Mark, a similar, similar angle for you. Almost no. word for
1: word, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, I just... Arts should be, you know, absolutely cantering that league with the squad they've got, as Greg says. The the new signing, Gandalf, if you look at his goals record, he's really, really good. I think it was Blackpool. He's, that's another great signing. Boyce hasn't really done as well as I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be top scorer in that league by Mm. a long way, but he's not quite produced, I don't think. They they are prone to throwing in the odd stinker. Hearts, as they did last week at home to Wraith Rovers. They lost to Dundee and Dunfermline as well, I think, away. Um, But, Don won one in eight in all competitions. Um, stubborn, to, you know, to, to beat, but they've had a lot of draws, as Greg says. But you, you've got to fancy Hearts to win. Um, you've got to fancy goals. You probably fancy Don to contribute to that, even though the last two games was nil nil. Um, so twenty one to twenty uh, for a Hearts win and over two point five goals uh, with McBookie would suits me fine.
2: Okay. There's quite a few angles you can do for this game. I think Marching angle a good one. You can also have Hearts to win the match and score two goals. That's 20-21 uh, as well. So lots of angles have a similar approach, really. I'd um, be very, very surprised, though, if um, there wasn't at least three goals and a Hearts win for this game.
0: OK, so we've got two options there anyway, possibly a few others all based around goals and a Hearts win. Um, elsewhere in the Championship, anything else standing out, Greg?
2: Not really, no. I did look at Inverness, Queen of the South. Um, I think we've mentioned Queen of the South a few times now. I think they have completely turned things around. They're now obviously clear the bottom two places. They're actually above Inverness now, and they travelled to Inverness on Saturday. I was keen to look at goals, but it's only 3-5, to five, which is a bit short, which removes the option of a single here. And also looked at Dundee's trip to uh, race Rovers. So I think... Last weekend, if I recall, I think they said there's no way any bookie is getting my money on Dundee away from home at odds on at Gayfield on Friday night in January. And um, the game finished one all. They travelled to Raith Rovers, who have had a pretty good season. They're 5-4 Dundee, which isn't bad, but I still think Dundee's away form is questionable. I think a lot of their better were than at Dens. So... Again, I probably expect goals in this game as well, but that's also very short. I think you're getting four to six for goals in that match. So you could do the double: Inverness, Queen of the South, and Wraith, Dundee, but it's a very difficult to call. It's a very, very tight league, uh, but nothing else really jumping out for me. Anything for you, Mark?
1: Yeah, I mean, Cali Thistle, the, I saw the manager, John Robertson, have a right go at him last night. Uh, I can't believe they're eighth in the table. I find that really, I know they've got a few games in hand, but they surely should be... Higher up than that with the score they've got, uh, too short for me four to six against the Queen of the South side. Connor Shields was seven and six, I think he scored. Yeah. Um, so he, he's doing really well, but uh, you think Inverness have got to turn around at some point, start winning some games. Uh, but uh, too, uh, again, too short for me four to six. Uh, Dundee, Greg was saying. Nobody in the right mind would back him on a Friday night game. field, what I did, and predictably uh, <laughs> redic- <laughs> they light me down as usual. So they've 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 just done that too often this season. the I watched the game, you know, they they dominated. They should have been a few goals up, and lost an equaliser. They, they, they can't be trusted. That's the bottom line. Another team that should be doing a lot better and should be a lot closer to Hearts. Um, if you look at the other two games, Air United bottom of the form table, four to five home to Aloe. Again, just too short. Um, very hard to call that one. And finally, Morton our Broth like, Doesn't seem to be happy vibes coming out of Capital at the moment. I saw the David Orkin interview during the week. Um, so they, they seem to be in a bad place. But they do keep digging out results. They're doing all right in the league as well. Arbroath uh, haven't won a game away from home in the league. Uh, so... Yeah very very tricky fixtures
2: sometimes mark as well it's it's quite easy just to leave a game alone when you look at the games and looking through those games you've mentioned there um especially the morton one and the air one just two games just just leave it just don't even concern yourself with them just leave the game alone
0: yeah 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 i mean it's when you look at a league table and obviously it's a condensed league this season so we're kind of approaching the halfway stage there's only eight points between Dunfermline and second, and Inverness in eighth. So, yeah, be a brave man to try and predict how everyone's going to finish underneath hearts at this stage of the season.
2: Yeah, I think the um, there'll be a lot of toing and throwing in those last three playoff spots. Fully expect, well, it'd be scandalous if Dundee didn't make it into mm-hmm. that top three places, the top the three playoff spots. Given the money they spend and the squad they've got, um, Dunfermline are currently there as well. So probably leaves one place up for grabs um, You'd have to fancy As Mark said Inverness To kind of kick on from here Obviously sitting eighth, A couple of games in hand There's not much in the, in the league though It's very, very tight But I think that the last three places Would have to be Dunfermline Dundee and probably Inverness
0: Okay, we'll hold you to that one Greg
2: Yeah, please do Please do <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, good stuff. Thanks for that, guys. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your bets for the weekend, starting with yourself, Mark? Uh,
1: yeah, we'll go for um, Hibs at ten to eleven with Hills, uh, Livingston nine to five McBookie and Betfair, and Hearts to win and over two point five goals, which was twenty one to twenty with McBookie.
2: Good stuff, Greg. Uh, two bets for me. Harts versus Dunfermline on Saturday, and I'm taking over three goals in the Asian goal line, and that pays 20 to 21. So that means money back if there's three goals and the winner if there's four. And finally, Livingston versus Aberdeen, a uh, bet builder here. I'm taking over 1.5 match goals and Aberdeen to hit four or more corners, and that pays 21 to 20. Nice one. just going to
0: get on my Bet365 account before we finish this podcast and the prices all disappear. for those tips Uh, good stuff thank you very much Uh, don't forget you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg and if you want more tips like these then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips daily just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up there now Mark you have taken the correct decision not to have a Twitter account absolutely (laughs) (laughs) however you can catch more of Mark's tips on the Mr Fixit's tips website and if you're a regular reader of the, the Times and the Sunday Times Mark
1: Yeah i to going to Dundee United again actually on Saturday so uh, I'll uh, watch my money getting poured down the drain no
0: doubt <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on that one for us uh, Okay thanks for listening everyone um, best of luck with your best this weekend and thanks to Greg and Mark for joining me
1: Thank you Thank you